0: Stanford Steve and the Bear is presented by Allstate. Save money like a champion with Allstate's new lower auto rates. Visit Allstate.com or call an agent for a quote today. Championship savings for the win. The underdog is howling. Stanford Steve and the Bear. Ah, yes. A home team getting points. What's better than that? Welcome in championship week a week before bowls are set all the good stuff uh we got we got 11 games 10 titles on the line and I got some math for uh bear to check me on great all right that's what I
1: needed this time of the morning math (laughs) I was told I was told there would be no math
0: oh sorry uh before we get started two things I just wanted to mention New SV pod this week on the podcast, Scott and I discussed whether his tree was up tree purchased best and worst Christmas songs, how early to start Christmas songs, all that good stuff. Thanksgiving recap, um, reaction, new Lincoln Riley taking the SC job. Uh, it was before Brian Kelly went to LSU, which bear and I will talk about in a little bit, but, uh, all that good stuff, listen and follow the SV pod, wherever you get your podcast and watch NBA today. Monday through Friday at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific on ESPN and the ESPN app or listen to the show wherever you listen to your podcasts. Scott and I also just uh, taped the bad beats of the month and boy, they were bad. Uh, that should be up on the ESPN app. You could watch that anywhere uh, you find that that goes up on the first of every month for a month prior Recap, which we've been having uh, some fun with. So, Bear, here's what I got here. All right, I don't think this mm-hmm. is too crazy for you. I said eleven games, ten titles on the line. Okay,
1: mm-hmm. I see. Yeah, there's no title. There's no. There's no uh, title on the line in, uh, in in Berkeley this
0: weekend. There is not, but I, I do want to touch on that game because I know I'm going to be watching it because it's at eleven Eastern and it's on the one <laughs> for fun. So I will be. I will be taking that one in, um, but. Before the year started, I was worried that the sport was starting to feel a little broken because we didn't have any new flavor in there. And all I asked was for an opportunity to see some new flavor And those teams that had the chance, pounce on the opportunity and get there. So with that, 10 titles on the line this week, seven conferences are going to have new champions. Seven. That's what I have. Two conferences. We'll have new, new champ, possible new champions that are favored, and one repeat champion, uh, one repeat team is, is is favored, and that's Cincinnati. Uh, the two possible new champs that are favored are Utah and Georgia. Um, so I, I, I'm really. Fired hey, what about up? Michigan? Michigan would be a new champ who's favored. Yeah, but they're already at th- that game already is guaranteeing a new champ. Okay, I put you. that. I, I put you. that you. one. In. So that's in the seven. Uh, so yeah, I'm, I'm the worst at math, but I tried to make okay. it so I can, uh, explain it. And then I seven. put 10 at the top and then I had to add the seven to two and the one underneath it. So we got there, uh, 10, ten for 10. ten. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, 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 will tell you this when, if, and we could talk all the coaching stuff at the back end and, and have some fun with that, because I'll just say this. I love every hire so far, love every hire. Um, but when I look at this slate and I'm going down and I'm and that's what stuck out to me because I was like, all right, how many teams do we have? And then, you know, I, I said, you know, the Sun Belt, I put in the will definitely have a new champion because that game got called Coastal Louisiana, which was I was really looking forward to last year. Yeah. That didn't happen, um, but I'm looking down this slate and I'm leaning every underdog. I I, I really <laughs> I really am. Um, and it's it's all different scenarios. Uh, I look at our roadrunners who are at home now and they already beat Western Kentucky. And I know they lost last week, um, but they weren't in this They weren't in the running for a New Year's right. six. You know, <laughs> um, they played their worst game of the year. I, I liked the over in that game last week. I thought they were going to be sluggish and North Texas needed a bowl and they got the win. Um Oregon.
1: it's a good time to good time
0: to get your worst get worst game of the year out of the way that, right before the
1: biggest game of the year.
0: Right. And and I would expect an awesome crowd in the Alamo Dome uh Friday night. I'm actually fired up. That's the first game we get Friday because that over under 72 and a half. I believe the Roadrunners won 5246 earlier this year, and Western Kentucky hasn't lost uh since that game. Uh we know uh what Bailey Zappi has done. I'm bummed. I didn't take a shot at them to win the conference, seeing what those odds are now, what they were preseason. Right. Uh, if you don't know the story, Bailey Zappi was a quarterback at Houston Baptist, uh, the head coach of the Hilltoppers, Tyson he- Um, Colton. Um, yeah. Why did I write help? I don't know. I, I can't read my own writing. That's how early it is.
1: Maybe you were thinking of Tyson Berry, NHL player. I don't know. Oh,
0: maybe, maybe. No, but Tyson Helen goes out and gets Zach Kitley, who is the, uh, at Houston Baptist, and called the plays for Zappy and just brought that whole offense in. If you remember way back to last year, uh, Houston Baptist got on the map because they went to Lubbock and, and almost won and, and beating Texas Tech. But they've done nut. They went nuts. Zappy five, almost five thousand yards, fifty-two touchdowns. I mentioned they won seven in a row. Um, they do have the loss earlier to the Roadrunners in a game. In that game, Zappy threw for five hundred and five TDs, and Frank Wilson threw for three forty-nine and six touchdowns. So this is the first on the docket, and I'm fired up for it. I do lean the Roadrunners getting the points at home.
1: Yeah, I'm a little bummed. I'm not going to be able to pay full attention to this game because I'll be in Vegas for the Pac-12 title game. Uh, looking to see if Oregon can regain some of the manhood that the mm-hmm. that the Utes stole from them in Salt Lake a couple of weeks back, with they were just an awful performance defensively, mm-hmm. uh, poor tackling. This guy completely dominated uh, up front on both sides of the ball. Anthony Brown had his worst game of the year, so I'm I'm really curious. I would expect Oregon to come out and play a uh, a very inspired game. A with a chance at the Rose Bowl. Both. Of you, I mean, that, that's the great thing. Like in, in in our conversations with the with players this week, like like they play, they couldn't care less about the playoff. They like no. Utah's like we can go to the Rose Bowl, and, and it's awesome to hear that that still matters to these players. Mm-hmm. That um the, the the Rose Bowl. I mean, you played and you know what it's all about. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyone who's grown up a college football fan knows that, like, that the Rose Bowl is kind of Above all those other ball games, and uh, it's great to see that these players in this age of seemingly playoff or bust in a lot of situations, that uh, that this game ultimately matters a hell of a lot uh, to these guys. I, I I don't have a play on, on this one because I don't have a feel. I would lean UTSA with you mm-hmm. uh, in 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 that first game, but uh, I'm just going to sit back and enjoy and sit in the truck and uh, enjoy this game in, in in Vegas on
0: Friday night. Uh, you mentioned Vegas. I should have started right there. Travel itinerary for the Bears starts I would guess Thursday.
2: To
1: yeah, Thursday, Thursday morning to to Vegas. Mm-hmm. Uh, get get there around lunchtime. I, I, I got to figure out a couple of maybe cross-board parlays to, to maybe throw in there and play and visit the boys down at Circa. Uh, dinner, I uh-huh. believe for a Thursday night with the uh, with Gil and, and Chris Andrews from from South Point,
0: uh, oh, where are we got Joseph. I don't South know. I,
1: I don't know. where, I don't know where we're going to go yet. We have, we haven't ultimately decided. I don't have to go have there. To figure that out. Go there. Go there. Okay. Yes. I'll 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 I'll, I'll, leave, I'll leave. Chr- Chr- Chrissy usually has a pretty. Good, if it's up to Gil, we're going to go to Carbo, <laughs> which is fine. Like I I got no I got no problem with that. But Chr- Chris usually is pretty good at finding. So like off the strip
0: type of place. Like, Why did I yes, say Joseph's? It's Michael's, 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 Michael's in the South Point Steakhouse. Sorry. Can't believe I got that wrong. <laughs> I
1: was going to say, but I, I thought maybe Joseph was something new because the new places are popping up all the time. Yeah. Uh, and then Friday, Friday morning, we'll have my production call at some point, but I'm going to head down to South Point, cast some, uh, some conference win total futures from the, from the preseason, which did pretty well. I got two pushes. Uh, that that was one of the things that had two like worst case scenario pushes. I volunteered the the push with Kansas uh, against Texas. I gladly accepted that, and then I I pushed with Ohio State on the uh, the Michigan game. But I actually was able to I played um I played Michigan on moneyline last week uh, to kind of nice. guarantee a little profit off of that. So that worked out well. Um, so and that's all I got I got the show at, at Southport with Gil on Friday game. Then fly right from, uh, amazingly, there's a nonstop flight from, from Vegas to Atlanta uh, immediately following the, the Pac 12 championship game. Oh, and amazingly. They, yeah, I was going to say, some, somehow, wow. somehow, there's one scheduled. Mm. So we'll probably get to Atlanta around 4 a.m. or so. Hopefully, I can bed, head can hit the pillow around 4.45. Mm-hmm. get maybe two, two and a half hours of sleep. And then go right to the uh, the game day set for a nine o'clock game day show. Post show nap, back into the Mercedes Benz Mm. Georgia Dome Superdome. Pardon me, I don't know the name. I just call it the Georgia Dome because I remember stadium names like
0: Mercedes Benz. I believe this
1: Mercedes 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 Benz. I don't. Yeah. Don't whatever. We got it. You got it. And then uh, (laughs) I'm so fired up to watch this game, man. So I get to stay watch the game. We're going to hang out, watch the Big Ten championship game. And after Big Ten championship game, uh, again, there's a miraculously scheduled flight. Oh, that's waiting, that's waiting for Kirk and Reese and myself to fly back up here from Atlanta uh, okay. in order to get ready for, for selection day. So I'll, I'll be I'll be home in the in the wee hours on Sunday morning.
0: OK, you are not a coffee drinker, correct? No, nope. Did you know? Wow. Okay. No,
1: I I, I am a what, what I will. I'm glad you said that too because I I I already packed my little vitamin kit. I'm gonna need to boy. What I do drink is uh, the Advocare Spark. Okay. It, it's like a, it, it's a it's like a caffeine free type energy, sugar free energy, and, and that gives me the boost that I need. Okay. So, so Advocare Spark is my uh is my jolt of energy, which which is what I'm absolutely going to need around eight 30 in the morning on Saturday. That, that, that's
0: for sure. Are we going to be indoors? Cause I'm wondering yes. if Desmond and those guys, Pollock look cold. I'm wondering if they, it, if they thought out at all, you have no, it
1: was so cold. Like my, my quads were frozen when I got up from the, when I, when I got up from the set to walk over to the, to the, the demo field, to do the, uh the, the college football playoff discussion. Yep. And then, and then like, at first, it was like, oh yeah, cool. This is just like a little bit of little little snow, a few flurries.
0: Oh yeah. And then
1: it it was like legit snow. And then we uh, we left at halftime to to head on out to Stillwater. But you know, actually, we are going to be in, indoors this week. I was told. Okay. Uh, I guess there's a big fan fest area uh, somewhere in like I don't know. If oh, probably that, the
0: convention center.
1: It was going to say in the in the Georgia Convention yeah. Center or that Congress Center. It's right there. And uh, I, I was told our set was going to be was going to be inside there so yeah a little little well there spot we go we do not we do not have to worry about the bear and his head warmers this
0: week all right no uh ear warmers either all right no. uh we have the travel set uh fired up you guys will be all over the place uh this weekend and that's that's great you guys are calling that game out in vegas yeah. uh friday i to me I, I you know going back to the underdogs thing and why i le- like Utah should be given more. We just watched this. They, they dominated them every Does it the Worry game. you that they're not. Yes. Yes. Cause I, I mean what my two tickets I have left in place for conferences. I have UTSA from the beginning of the year to win that. And then I have mm-hmm. Utah at eight and a half to one. So uh, those are, you know, Utah is one of the few that are favored this week. Um, And I just, yeah, I I, I I was impressed with Oregon last week, getting up off the deck and and playing that Civil War and getting the win um, in the fashion that they did. And to me, it's about Utah. Here's here's what I'm worried. The thing that worries me about Oregon, Utah just doesn't give the ball up. I mean, they they make you earn everything you get. I just did it out. I, I uh, Oregon the two losses, they don't have any takeaways. And, and Utah, I don't think, has turned it over in, in six games. Is that right? Uh, and, and it just sticks in your head how Utah ran for over 200 against them. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, what is that? Two weeks ago. Uh, so that's what does worry me with Oregon. It just I, I lean Oregon because, yeah, the line doesn't make sense. Um, and I, I think – you know, it, it just goes back to what I say always about the Pac-12, too, is we get to these circumstances and the favorite pees down their leg and they don't play well. And it does feel like Utah has been playing a little bit over their head. Uh, you know, we talked earlier in the year how we were like, can we stop with the Utah talk because they look that bad? And then they make mm-hmm. the quarterback change. And Oregon, it just feels like an Oregon season. Uh, you know, weird loss in November, you know, somehow scrap it all, but put it together and... Play for the Rose Bowl berth, you know, exactly. that Friday no. night before championship Saturday.
1: Yeah, you mentioned about about the Pac-12 and, and, and like if you go back over the last four years in the twenty Power Five conference title games, there have only been two upsets, and they both come in the Pac-12. But you if you eliminate the four Pac-12 championship games, which had two upsets: the, the ACC, the SEC, the Big Ten, and the Big Twelve. There hasn't been a single upset, so. Uh, what, what you said, maybe kind of ingest and people laugh. Oh yeah, there he is, just kind of kind of making fun of the doctor. And it, it, it's true, it, it's legit, and, and it is one of those storylines this week about you saying you like all these underdogs. And the conference title games lately have not been no. upset oriented. Mm-hmm. Like we had that run back in the BCS era where BCS one, and two, and three. It seemed like every year someone is losing. Like if you if you just take the playoff era. Since 2014, the 24 power five conference favorites of greater than four points are 23 and one straight up. The Utah lost to Oregon, where they totally peed down their leg, was a couple loss. And you got Georgia, Michigan, Oklahoma State, got two teams looking to make their first playoff appearance, all greater than four point favorite. Mm -hmm. Um, Pressure, maybe, if you look, if you include the AAC, there's three more teams. Like the number was 27 and one since 2014 favorites outright. Wow. Uh, of, four, of, 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 of more than four points. You got Cincinnati is a double digit favorite looking to, to be the first group of five team to make the playoffs. So like there haven't been upsets yet, but maybe with these newcomers to the college football playoff, maybe a little bit of pressure this week. Who knows?
0: 27 and one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so
1: power, power, five and AAC. Favorites of greater than four points in the playoff era, 27 and 1 in conference title games.
0: So that's since 2014 or 15? 2014. Got it. Gotta write that one down for my future radio hits this week.
1: Have you, have you I'm, I'm happy to help. Four, please, points, please, or, four points, four points or more, more. More than four points. Greater than four points.
0: Did you know? All right. Wow. Wow. It'll be, so in that, your,
1: it'll, be it'll be in your bear bites later today as well.
0: Mm, can't wait for those nuggets. Um, yeah, that makes me feel horrible. Uh, but, 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 but you know then, what? But, but, Whatever. But at the same, I don't, I don't care. I don't it's the care. last. It's week. A, no, it
1: doesn't I'm matter. I'm coming exactly. out like
0: you, firing like you did last I week. I know,
1: and, and you know what I'm mad about last week? I kind of like the, the 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 Florida State game and look and BYU looked too obvious, and I was like, I don't care. Yeah. Boy, I don't know. Whatever.
0: It's fine. <laughs> It's 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 there. It's the most it's almost the most wonderful time of the year. We're, we're right there.
1: I am just waiting. I'm just waiting to be asked to do FaceTime hits from Turks and Caicos in a couple of weeks. <laughs> can can you can you preview the l carriers New Orleans bowl for me? Sure. I'm going to be in a a t-shirt and a bathing suit and you're going to see Grace Bay behind
0: me. There we go. You ready? Showtime. All right. So those are Friday night. Um, I just want to get times for everybody because I can't wait to watch all these. Pac-12 uh, game is 8 Eastern. I know that. 8 Eastern, ABC, right? Yes. Yeah. Uh, Western Kentucky, U, uh, UTSA, 7 Eastern. 7 Eastern, CBS Sports Network. Uh, and then let's go to Saturday. Uh, game day, you'll be traveling across the country. Mm-hmm. Um and 12 p.m. Eastern, ABC. It's the Big 12 game at ATT mm-hmm. Stadium in Arlington. No worries about weather there. Number nine, Baylor. And number five, Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State minus five and a half over under 46 and a half. Um, nine of the 12 Baylor's games this year went over 46 and a half. Uh, the pokes are nine and three against the spread. Um, and four and one when favored by five and a half or more. What it comes down to me is is Oklahoma State and taking care of the football. They have 15 giveaways this year. Baylor loves taking it away with 20. That's the reason I love Baylor in this matchup. I talked about it. My, Grimes is my favorite offseason hire. As far as the coordinators, that's come around. I really think Baylor's an established an identity, and I just wonder how Oklahoma State comes back after last week. I mean – the idea and the vision of seeing Gundy get doused and throw on the cowboy hat and get the fish handshake from Lincoln Riley. Um, fish it, handshake. I love <laughs> it, it. I mean, I mean we, we see them all. I mean, my yeah. guy Vrabel even gave one to Belichick last Sunday, which was great uh, because he knows that's what Bill does. Um, but Eileen Baylor, like I just, I like that identity. And I just think of the pressure that's on Oklahoma State knowing like they're the first ones out. Uh, noon Eastern, like all eyes are on them. What do you show for it? They don't have any star-studded All-America first-round draft picks on their nope. team. They're a team that's just, that that's bought into their system from their coach and gotten the job done week in and week out, and that's a tribute to them. I think they win the game, but I think it's a field goal game, and that's why I lean Baylor plus well, five well, and you, a half.
1: You you mentioned the turnovers, and they got a couple of Spencer Sanders turnovers in that first mm-hmm. meeting, but on the two ensuing drives, they had negative yardage and, yeah. and couldn't capitalize on them uh if this is a hard play for, for me right now not knowing the status of behind like mm-hmm. if he doesn't play then you're playing a backup who now oklahoma state has film on and that kind of was a situation a couple of weeks ago when they played tcu mm-hmm. tcu the week after the win over baylor they got the tape on on, on morris and then they completely died, like, I I see both sides of it. I, I I think by the time I get to Saturday, especially if this number comes down more, I might be on Oklahoma State because but you're right. My first instinct on Sunday morning when, uh, I, I I did the daily wager phoner was at six or six and a half wherever this was at the open. I was like, at this number, I'm going to have to take Baylor. Yeah. Uh, just because of the reasons that you that you talked about, like oh, Oklahoma State, the party atmosphere. Mm-hmm. Um, ho- can, can they beat him again um the only i only saw the number going down yeah. so but but if it if it comes down to four four and a half in that realm um and there's still question about whether behannon is going to play then oklahoma state might be the play but 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 right now uh, i this is a as sitting here on wednesday morning this is a wait and see for me but but again i i wouldn't argue with a you took the the side of pressure, can they get back up? Yeah, or just, B, Rahman's not going to be able to play. Oklahoma State at a reduced number. I'm going to play. So,
0: and that's that's what it comes down to me. Uh, I just look at the the idea of where they are, and I, I listen. I, I love what Gundy's done in overcoming all that adversity against Oklahoma and getting it done, and now getting his team here to play. I did, you know, I mentioned Arana's defense. I probably should have mentioned Oklahoma State's defensive coordinator, right? Hey, Jimmy Jimmy Knowles, unreal job this year. Unreal yep. job for the Cowboys and the Pokes. Uh, so that gets us started. Now we start getting into it. Uh, as I believe this is same time, uh, our Mac Insiders team. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. We, we win one for win. Horace is also.
0: Oh, yeah. 12 p.m. Eastern ESPN Ford Field, which I think is key here. All right. It's inside at Detroit. I know it's always there. But when I think of watching action, for that, the last that's month, a
1: massive help for Kent State, isn't it? Yes.
0: Yes. Yes. And I ask again, Rocky didn't play last week. Uh, Northern Illinois gets the job done or no, they, they ended up No, That was the fishy line. They were they were first in the, in the division and underdog to the last place team and the last place team won and covered, but Northern Illinois didn't have anything to play for. They had already taken care of business. Um, and yeah, that, that over under is looking at you. It's Kent state minus three over under 74 and a half inside on the turf. Kent state averaging over 33 points per game. Uh, they're 10th uh, in the country in most plays per game. And I I think I, I can't say I trust. Um, I just like the idea of Kent State here um, with with knowing what I've seen from Northern Illinois. I think they've been one of the more fortunate teams in the country. Their average wins are about 3.7 points. Mm-hmm. That's what I've written down. Yeah. Uh, they give up seven yards for play, and they only have 14 sacks. And I look at Kent State as a team.
1: Fourteen. We, oh, oh. <laughs> think about what you just said. Yeah. In, in in the Mac, a team that all they do is it, uh, off at 14. The number of dropbacks that they must have used yes. this year, and they have 14 sacks. Yes. Now they gotta go against Kent State.
0: But I will say in Northern Illinois, they, I, I I think I read they only gave up 10 sacks. So it's uh also. line play. A lot of I line play. Uh in the Um are you ordering food? No, I, it's uh, one of those
1: telemarketer calls a random, random deal. Uh, I, I just t- I tried to turn the volume down, but I uh,
0: just waited out. Yeah.
1: Yeah. No, we're, we're, we're good. We're good. Usually, usually my wife is pretty quick to the trigger on that. <laughs> I, I at least, at least my, uh, my emails. Off. At at there we go. I got go. that going today. So we're
0: people are happy. So, we're, so we're, people are happy. Yeah. So with the idea of me liking all the underdogs, this is the one I have the toughest um, because I feel like Kent State's on an upswing. Uh, we go back to the beginning of the year. They had the brutal bad beat against Texas A&M to start the year. They go on the road lose to Maryland. Like they played. They went to Iowa, lost that game. Like they they tested themselves early in the year and got themselves better for MAC play. And here they are uh, playing playing for a conference title. Um, so I, I think I would lean over though, knowing that it's going to be on the on the turf inside.
1: Yeah, I probably would too, and I would probably lean Kent State as well. I mean, you look at the the, the earlier meeting and about mm-hmm. fifty two on the board, and what was it like ten yards a play or something like that? It, it felt like yeah. that they gained. I mean, it was eleven yards a pass at, at the, what was it six hundred eighty two yards on seventy five plays. So yeah, like nine nine yards a play. Like Northern Illinois moved the ball up and down the field too, but yeah, it, it just doesn't feel like the type of game that going gotta see very many stops.
0: <laughs> nope. Uh but it'll be awesome. Awesome uh to watch. So I'm fired up for that one. Uh 3 p.m. Eastern on Fox. Uh Utah State is at San Diego State in that game that I believe they played all their home games there at that dignity health sports park in mm-hmm. Carson, California. Yep. Um yep. shout out to San Diego State. Uh I I was Really curious uh, to see how they ended the year, knowing that the schedule I felt was backloaded for them uh, had Fresno State against them, and that was their ended up being their only loss. Um, Utah State comes in with three losses to Wyoming, BYU, and Boise. San Diego State coming off that comeback win that was really impressive against Boise last uh, what was that Friday or Saturday morning uh, at nine a.m. out there? Yeah, um, nine a.m. local slow, that, slow start and then poured it on. And I would say. I think I saw. I, I I could be wrong here, and I should have asked you before this. I think Utah State is the biggest dog in playing in a conference championship game. Is that possible? I thought I saw like a fifty to one on the, them the before big, the, the year. The biggest
1: the biggest all of, from preseason. Yeah, yeah, they'd have to be. I, I shouldn't say uh, what was maybe Northern Wake Northern Forest Ill- or Pitt too no, w- w- because wake, of the Wake Forest for of Clemson, Northern Illinois was was probably but. I'm sure they were up there. I, I would think Wake Forest had to have been though. Mm. Yeah, I don't
0: have uh, I don't have any preseason sheets handy. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm sure everybody will yell at us for that one. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, it's it's it feels too good to be true. I love what I've seen from San Diego State, but I lo- I like uh, what Utah State has done. I would lean taking mm-hmm. the six here in this game.
1: I would too. I would too. And, and, and again, this number it feels like I just heard one way action on this game. Uh, with with San Diego State, but but I like I mean, what Bonner has done through through the others mm-hmm. here. Coming in with, with with Blake from from Arkansas State, kind of, uh, I, I think San Diego State is going to have a hard time really slowing them down. And and if Utah State scores say twenty four points, is San Diego State going to score thirty one? Mean, like this is not a San Diego State offense. No, it, it, it's going to put up a ton of, a ton of points. So like if you tell me right now I, I like you you look back at the 27 28 23 17 20 20 19 31 against New Mexico Like, that's like their mountain west offensive output
2: mm-hmm.
1: it's 20 to 28 the highest total like like if you if you're telling me San Diego State is going to to score 28 points i'll take my chances that that Utah State was able to score 24
0: yeah. Um it's it sets up for a really good matchup. Uh, Jesse Matthews is a guy I've watched the last couple of weeks for San Diego State that's been incredible. Uh nine catches in each of those games against Boise and, and UNLV, uh, four touchdowns. He's been a big difference maker and saved them offensively a ton. As you mentioned, they have not been good consistently. So mm-hmm. that's a that's a that's a cool matchup uh, out there uh in in Carson. Uh, California. Um, so that gets us to an underdog that I really don't understand. And it's starting to scare me because it hasn't moved and it feels like there's something going on, but it's Louisiana plus three at home against app state and the over under there's 53. And I know everybody's going to point to Billy Napier coaching this game. But if there's one team that I would expect an A-plus effort, knowing that this could be the last game they have their head coach and what he's done for that program, it's Louisiana. Yep. Um, they they dominated uh, App State when they played early on uh, this year in, that, in one of those weeknight games. They took it away from App State. Uh, Bryce was not good. Uh, Louisiana won 41-13. Um, I know App State's won six in a row. I don't think they've lost since that game, and that included that first loss to Coastal. But when I see that game, I know it's at stake and what the kids from Louisiana are playing for. And now they're an underdog at home. Like, I, I can't. I can't. I feel like I'm on the wrong side of it, Bob, because they're telling you what to do with App State favor. But I'm taking Louisiana in this game.
1: Well, well, if, if it, we're, we're going to be on the wrong side of it together, we're okay. we're, we're going to win together, or we're going to won't together.
0: be the first time this year. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, no I, I, I'm I'm with you. I, I like Louisiana in this game. An opportunity to 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 win a conference championship after that game got canceled last year, and then they lost that close game to to App State a couple of years ago. Um, I, I I'm with you. I, I think the, this is, a, this is usually a lot of people will be hesitant on ha- taking the other uh, coach hanging around, but, mm-hmm. but, but I, I think this is going to be all in, all in for one week for, for billion eight year. C- kind of like, uh, the, um, when, when UCF, the, the year that Scott Frost, uh, hung around and, and coached them, I, I could see a very similar type type mm-hmm. deal. Uh, this week for Louisiana. I, I I think I think offensively they're they're gonna have a little bit too much. And yeah, you're always a little hesitant being that you you beat a team 41-13 first time mm-hmm. around and you completely dominated the game. And uh you know of course there, there's gonna be uh revenge at stake is Appalachian State gonna turn the ball over four times again. No. But at the same time it's they they had uh you all, um, you all, um, Louisiana. I'm just so used to saying New Lafayette. I mean, it, it, it's a team that ran for 60 yards a carry, uh, overcame some penalty troubles of their own in that game. Uh, Lewis was really efficient. I, I mean, it's, I, I think even if Appalachian doesn't turn the ball, to turn over once or twice, I still think Louisiana uh, is the better team here and at home. I will take the uh, the short home
0: dog. Very good, and that gets us to the two matchups at 4 Eastern. Uh, let's start with the game on ABC, 4 Eastern at historic Nippert Stadium. Number 21, Houston, which I still feel like is under Uh At number 4, Cincinnati, and we know what's at stake for Cincinnati. Cincinnati comes in as a 10.5-point favorite. Over under 53, and that's where I feel like I mean, I looked at the first thing I did was look at the weather bear. It looks like it's going to be fifty degrees, and and no, you know, no, no precipitation, mm-hmm. uh, no rain, and I feel like that lines up for good for both teams. And I understand the personnel Cincinnati has on defense. Uh, I I think their corners are great, um, but if Houston's going to do one thing in this game, I feel like they're going to score a little bit, and I could see them scoring twenty. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I think Cincinnati scores, um, 30 plus. So I, I lean towards the over in this game. If I had to pick the game, I would take the 10 and a half again with the idea of what I mentioned with Oklahoma state, I see Cincinnati winning the game, but I think 10 and a half is a lot of, is a lot with tune in that, in that Cougars offense. Uh, so I would, I, I like the over here, uh, and I would lean taking the points with Houston, but I think Cincinnati wins the game.
1: Yeah, well, we'll, we'll, we'll see. In the, in, the, in the two meetings that you had between Dana and Luke, Houston and yeah. Cincinnati, Luke's defense has shut them down pretty good both times yep. and really handled them. So uh, I'd be I, I kind of think this game could get out of hand. I, I really do. Mm-hmm. I, I think Cincinnati finally getting here. And I know I talked about pressure. Uh, I, I don't know. I, I think Cincinnati got there. They're a little nervous stretch out of the way uh, when the rankings first came out. Yeah. And the last couple of weeks, they've certainly played much better. The big special teams play last week, the block field goal uh, kind of put that game out of reach uh, against East Carolina. I, I don't know. I, I think Cincinnati comes out here, uh, plays great, and, and uh, finishes the regular season They're undefeated with it with a with a, uh, with a pretty convincing win over Houston. Okay. And are, do do you, do you think it's as simple as winning, Chris Cincy?
0: Um not if not if bama and uh oklahoma bama state, wins
1: oklahoma, bama wins oklahoma state wins
0: i think it's tough and michigan
1: and michigan wins
0: i think it's tough really tough um i want them to get in they deserve to be in um and that's i i hope they do get in if that's the scenario uh cuz they deserve it um because when you look at Oklahoma State's resume, what that what do they got? A win,
1: they have a win over Oklahoma, two two wins over Baylor, and a controversial loss.
0: Yeah, um, I I don't know. I, I think I think they'd put in. Yeah, that would be my hunch right now. I don't want to see that come down to that. I don't. Um, but yeah, I, I, I I'm I'm an undefeated guy. I think the undefeated matters uh, most, and knowing what they did. Regardless, all, all one it, losses, yes.
1: all, all one loss records are created equal. Doesn't doesn't matter strength I, schedule or anything like that.
0: I think undefeated should come into play there. 13 um, and 0
1: group, group of five is better than 12 and 1.
0: Yes. Power five. Okay. Yes. Yep. Uh, all right. The game you will be watching in the Mercedes-Benz Dome, Atlanta, four o'clock, CBS, Georgia, Alabama. We've been waiting for it. It's been circled all year um i will just say this i know all the stats are going to be out there the last time nick saban was an underdog i believe it's 2015 at georgia where they were technically what a one point dog and they they rolled them i believe that was a scenario too, Pre-game, there's a little scuffle on the sidelines um i think georgia wins the game i will take the points i'll probably I'll, if i'm gonna buy it the seven um i just like the capability of Alabama's offense against that Georgia defense. And listen, I, Georgia's going to win the majority of the time, but I think they have the goods to keep it close. I think they're going to put pressure on Georgia's corners that they haven't even come close to seeing all year. And they'll set that stuff up by starting it off with, with some quick game. They'll have Jamison back um, after you know the first half targeting call. Uh, now if that was a second half targeting call this would be a different story for me i think um but i just think the capability of alabama's offense i know they've struggled to to run the football consistently but i do think bryce young is 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 that good uh and i think bama's defense will bring something to the table um and and and, and, and show up and keep georgia at at bay uh so i don't feel great about it um, but we're, we're going to be asked to pick this game all week because it's I the know. biggest game, I and know. I, I would, I don't feel great, but I would buy it to seven, and I would take Alabama. That's I'd have that's,
1: to take Alabama plus the points with you yeah. as well, uh, just because I think it's an overreaction to last week's game. Yep. Um, and and you you know that uh, it's still it's still Alabama and the talent that they still have there uh, it, it is insane. So because they survived a the game that. Yeah, they, they they should have lost and Brian Harson and Tank Bigsby kind of botched the end of the game.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, but they, they Alabama made look Alabama still had to make the play there to, to get the game to overtime. And 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 they did. Uh so I would I would lean towards taking the points here. I, I do think under is probably a a way to go here as well. Okay. Uh, since, if you look to, if you look at Georgia since 2018, the 16 games they've played against ranked opponents, 13 of them have gone under the total. So, like, when, when Kirby is very comfortable playing tight defense relying on his defense uh, in, in these types of games and really not going crazy. So, uh, I, I think I, I think underdog and under would be the way that I looked at. It. And, and, and you hit on it, too, the fact that Jameson's back. Like, the start of this game is so big. Mm-hmm. Because in, in 10 of the 12 games this year, Georgia's led by at least 14 points at halftime. Did you know? There you and go. When each of the last five. So like, like the start is so important, but it just feels like you're, you're getting more points than you really should uh, just because of the narrative and, and the way Alabama did come back and win that game last week.
0: I'm dying to see and hear from all the people that have taken Alabama first half the last two years to see how they feel about (laughs) Alabama first half in this game. That is what I'm waiting to hear. Cause I don't feel like I I'll hear uh, too many people saying Alabama first half uh, this week, but I I can't wait for it. Um, It's it's all that is cracked up to be. It's four o'clock. It's right there in the middle of the day. And uh, I can't, cannot wait for it. Um, Eight o'clock. Eastern Lucas Oil Stadium, my favorite NFL stadium in the country. It's number two, Michigan. It's number 13, Iowa. Um, I,
1: it, it's funny. I just did being that. You said that going back to what you were talking about earlier about how you feel on the sport was getting close to broken and, and needing, mm-hmm. needing some new teams. Like last week was about as perfect of a situation as you could have gotten you had ohio state dethroned and out you had clemson dethroned Mm -hmm. and out you had oklahoma dethroned and out and you were a botched end of game situation from having alabama dethroned and out so like if you're just like the the neutral college football fan Mm -hmm. and wanting like it was about as good of a situation that you could have had and just seeing seeing michigan just talking michigan was what was what made me think of that right now so sorry
0: yeah, and it goes back to what we touched on with Oklahoma State here, Bear. I I, I think it's going to take a bit for Michigan to get going. And if they don't, like credit to them, they'll be ready to go. Uh, I just think Iowa can hang around against them. I don't think Michigan's going to be able to run the ball when everybody in the stadium knows that Michigan wants to run the ball in Iowa like they did on Ohio State. Um, I, I, I sort of feel like it plays in their hands a little bit. I do expect Michigan to take some shots to try and open it up, knowing how Iowa likes to play, but we've seen that Iowa, that off that Iowa defense diced up. Uh, it's not what it's been. Um, I'll say that. I just think like 10 and a 10, I mean, this is another, I feel like it's another mountain for, for hardball to climb. He hasn't been good against Iowa. Um, they were all winnable games and knowing what's at stake here, I feel like it's a touchdown, you know, maybe even a field goal game. So I, I I, like Iowa plus the 10 and a half here. I think Iowa
1: team totals under is probably the way to go here. Like, like, like seriously, how many points is Iowa realistically going to expect to score here? Mm-hmm. Like if, if they, if they score two touchdowns, that's a lot, I think. Yeah. Which leads me to another, like, like I know there've been a lot of great, uh, jobs this year by assistant coaches, but but how is Mike uh, Mike McDonald not mm. a Royals finalist? The reason Michigan is here is because of their defense
2: mm-hmm.
1: and, and the unbelievable improvement that they made for, from previous years. Like the fact that he wasn't a, a Royals finalist is just like yeah. amazing to me.
0: Um, yeah, I'm I'm absolutely fascinated by this. You think? Do you think twenty three points wins this game? Right. Oh, totally. Twenty,
1: yeah. Because I, I don't, I don't think. Yeah, I don't. Okay. If I, I, I guess I say yeah because I'm not. I'm not expecting Iowa to be the team to be able to get that high. Like probably seventeen is probably like the ceiling. I would think. For I just, Iowa, I, I, I like Michigan in this game, man. Yeah, I, I, I know. I know. Okay. Everyone's kind of expecting them to be tight and I and I brought up like I said I brought up the note earlier and I brought up all the reasons why you can expect Michigan and Cincinnati and Oklahoma State to be tight but I almost wonder if it works kind of kind of works in the other way that everybody kind of expects it and and they just come out and play. Right? Like like yeah some sometimes you sometimes you too too young and, and just too you know some people what's the phrase some people young and use dumb. To be too, too young too dumb like yeah. sometimes you, you you don't know what you don't know. And you just go out there and play and have fun, and things work out. But yeah, I mean, I was here and, and great for them for, for getting here. But it, it, it took a pretty amazing set of circumstances for them to no doubt to, no doubt. Them to be in this game. And I, again, that game is, is why you're Nebraska. That was oh, the vintage God. Nebraska loss. Like you could see it coming, like, like you, you saw it starting, and then like. Once that once you had the, the the play in the end zone, you, you, there was zero doubt the way that game was going to go. Once that happened, like like that was that was like okay, here we go again, and Nebraska continues to invent ways to lose games. But I don't know, man. I, I was super super impressed with Michigan last week, and uh, if they play with anywhere close to the intensity and the emotion that they played in that game last week, they'll. Uh, I think They'll handle
0: Iowa pretty easily, all right. Um, good. So, we agree on a couple, we disagree. Yep. Um, eight o'clock ABC, Pitt, Wake Forest, ACC title on the line, Bank of America <laughs> Stadium, Charlotte, North Carolina, a primetime window. Uh, looks like it's going to be good weather. Uh, this is another one. I, I, you mentioned uh, Mike McDonald, Roy's winner I think Warren. Rogerio, the Wake Forest offense coordinator, deserves consideration, and he's up there. He is, he is there. But it's just amazing to me to watch this offense and how it does. And on one side, you got the, uh, I think Cole Kubelik, our guy, called it the the Wake Forest offense where the quarterback keeps the ball in the, in the stomach of the running back. He called it the walk the dog mesh which I thought was hilarious as you're walking the dog to the line of scrimmage, making a decision. What you're going to do is pull it or or throw the football. And on the other side, you got offense coordinator, Mark Whipple, who still demands his quarterback runs to the sideline and gets the place for him. No hand signals. (laughs) Uh, So we'll be old school. Yeah. We'll be getting it all uh, in this game. Uh, Plenty of points, uh, 72 and a half, the over under pit minus three. I'm actually fired. Like this is the night game. Like I think it's going to be really exciting to watch knowing that both these teams, like you said, with the Rose bowl, both these teams got a big time bowl game to play for. (laughs) Um, And I, I lean Wake Forest uh, with the points in this game.
1: You know, like like it's a once in a, as long as is at Clemson type opportunity that you're never going to get a chance like this again, to either play in the SEC championship game from the Atlantic Or if you're in the coastal, when are you going to get an opportunity to play? Not Clemson. So like the opportunity is great. I don't like this game at all. I, I, it's just two teams that, and anytime you got two offenses like this that are going to put up a play, I have no. Pitt does have the better defense. I'm completely staying away. I, I ain't got much here on it. I'm sorry. Understood. Um, I don't want to. I don't want to force and talk into a word salad, and they crap up that I have no idea really what I'm saying, but I just you you have a strong conviction here. I'll just let you carry the thing. I,
0: I, I, I'm I i to watch, watch and enjoy for me. If I have to take the game in office pools or whatever, I'm taking the points with the underdog. And lastly, USC at Cal. Berserkly will be going crazy. 11 Eastern. FS1 the one for fun. I, do they still call Will they that? be going crazy? Are they
1: going to be allowed to go I, to the
0: games? I. The only thing worse is if this game was played in Palo Alto, maybe, as far as fans. I don't see anybody going to this game. Um, Cal, uh, not impressive against UCLA. No, no,
1: they uh, were not. Could, couldn't, a definite letdown after that big win.
0: Yeah. Shout out to that UCLA coaching staff for getting their team up after that USC they they win. Did. That was they big. Did. That
1: was a, maybe extend some different stuff offensively as well. Eight and four with a chance to win a ninth game in a ball game. That was a, Huge yeah, but week, week after hanging 60, 62 on SC, hell of a job by then.
0: I think it was 66. Wasn't it? Yeah. Mary, get I your facts went, right. When you're talking about the Bruins on this podcast, I I'll hear right? about it, But they must be sky high. I'll recruit. But it was,
1: was sixty two thirty three. Maybe I'm wrong.
0: All right. Could've, I could be wrong. Whatever. I'm sure we'll hear from people, uh, you know, in West. The West first
1: West. number was a six. I know that.
0: Correct. 60 burger. Um,
1: hard heart, but what about what about that heart shown by SC last week? Cut battling back from a double digit I, deficit, and like, like seriously, I, I was like, okay, here we go again, and then somehow they like came back, <laughs>
0: <laughs> and that's why I would take USC in this game. Like, at least they're still playing. Like, I you, you don't, don't see, see that.
1: that, I did not expect that.
0: And hey, they're auditioning they, for jobs for next year, correct?
1: That's the thing, they did The head coach is in place, and, and he will. Certainly be looking to see who who's who is who's invested and who's not.
0: All right. I lean Jackson dart in that game, even though this might be the first time ever in the history of the podcast I've picked against Justin Wilcox and Cal. Um, <laughs> speaking of SC, uh, the hires are going fast and furious. I'll ask you this. What surprised you? What surprised me? Coaching. Hmm. The Virginia Tech hire
1: surprised me. Okay, <laughs> that 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 surprised. I, like, I, I get that the goal is not to win the press conference, but and, and again, maybe you Freeze, and Jamie Chadwell were not candidates for the job. But uh, that hire did surprise me. Uh, maybe it'll turn out to be great. I, I hope it does. Because Brent defenses at Penn State have been pretty good, and I think. That's obviously what the Virginia Tech program was built up on, that that lunch pail beamer ball mentality. And, and I think they're hoping that Pry can be a little bit of a change uh getting back to that after uh Fuente and the the offensive mindedness of uh of him so, but, but that hire did surprise me. Brian Kelly going did not surprise me. I, I think he was going somewhere. Mm-hmm. Um it, it kind of had been like a the worst kept secret, I think, for weeks. People, mm-hmm. I think, expected that he was going to go somewhere, whether it was going to be SC, uh, which I think was probably his first choice, which is why when he didn't get that, then he became the candidate at LSU. Mm-hmm. So it, it did not surprise me that, that Brian Kelly moved on. Uh, it did surprise me a little bit that Lincoln Riley did. Um, but I, I think if you look at it, depending on what you want to believe, you got Oklahoma going to the SEC. Yeah. He could have had the LSU job, which is an SEC job, if you believe that. And I think there are people out there that think he kind of played LSU a little bit to kind of mm-hmm. leverage the situation. And uh, USC jumped in and got him. So, like, I, mean, I think this could have been a guy that didn't want any part of the SEC. I, I thought, I thought the next stop for Lincoln Riley would have been would have been in the NFL. But um, mm. surprised me a little bit that he wound up going going to SC uh, Napier to Florida did not surprise but That seemed like it was a pretty darn good fit. Um, what else am I missing?
0: Anything? Uh, well, our zips is not official, but it could be more head home, home run, home run higher. Absolutely. Home yeah, run.
1: That, 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 that is that, that's a, that's Let's a look. rough, that's a rough job. um, Terry Terry Bowden did a good job there early on. Great job from the from the depths and getting them to yeah. a bowl game, and then and then the bottom completely fell out. So uh, w- hopefully, uh, Coach Moorhead can can go there and uh, get them back to respectability.
0: Here, here's what surprised me: I can't believe how Notre Dame and Oklahoma fans feel how how high, highly of themselves. And what I mean is like, <laughs> you're not the, like like I, it, you, they left. Yeah, they left. Yep. You know, like yep. Say sorry.
1: Yep. They left. They left and, for for more money and what they thought was a, a better opportunity.
0: Yeah, okay. Oklahoma's Oklahoma's not going to be the best job in the in SEC. It's not correct. correct. SC, probably the best job in the Pac-12. Right. Correct. And here's another thing I will say. I love love Bob Stoops. I think he's awesome. Oh, he's he's great. He's a rock star and 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 always has been. But he still has his office in the football office at Norman. And if I'm the head coach and the other guy still has his office, like I don't know, that would five years it kind of get old mm-hmm. to me. Kinda, yep. That would kind of that would kind of get old on I me. Mean. Yep.
1: That was kind of like, did not Bo have a, have an office in, in Ann Arbor?
0: Yeah, like in the football building for forever. And I'm sure when Coach K leaves, that he's going to keep his office and, and Duke and John Shire is going to have to deal with that. And <laughs> you know what? And I thought Swarbrick was great because he said it's been 12 years and stuff happens. Yeah. And you know, uh, he what do you say? The Fruidian slips like 12 years is a long, long, long time, long time. And you know what? People need some change once in a while. So yep, relax, have confidence in your, in your people that are making decisions. I I'm sure I'm fully confident in Notre Dame. Um, you know, Joe Castiglione at Oklahoma and, and Jack's oh,
1: Joe, got a list, man. You joke. They Joe. all
0: have a list. They all have a list. You you ask any athletic director, you would they hope have one the in good their good back. Ones pocket. Do. <laughs> He's just gonna have a tough time bringing Bob back in from recruiting on the on the plane. I think because Coach Stoops is having a blast. I feel like the last couple of days selling the University of Oklahoma. Um, But that's that, that's what I said. Just just relax. Like sometimes there's better things out there, uh, so, yeah, and, and don't and don't think so highly of yourself. That's that's what it comes down correct. to for me.
1: Yes, exa- exactly. Exactly. Uh, I'm I'm glad, I'm glad you said it because I was actually thinking of the hires in terms of surprising. But yes, the the, the fact that. Like these people are like shocked and up and armed how dare they leave for yeah it just it happens.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um so if you're Notre Dame, yep. how do you play the or, or I should say this? If you're Luke Fickle, yep. who I would imagine is going to be the first phone call uh that Notre Dame makes, mm-hmm. like how does this go down? Because like this Notre Dame just kind of Sit and wait and be like, hey, we're going to hire Luke, but we're just not going to, we're just going to sit and wait for three weeks until the college football playoff. Um, or do you, or do you, you just talk to Luke and say, how do you want to deal with it? Because like if it comes out that if they all make him the offer, like, or does Notre Dame say, hey, no, you have to come now? Like, like it, it's a, you can wind up with two playoff teams without a coach. Yeah, if Notre Dame happens to get in. Well,
0: yeah, no doubt. Um, here's here's what I say, and I had some fun yesterday when I tweeted out, "Could Cincinnati lose this week and fickle coach Notre Dame in the in the playoff?" Um, obviously, I was just trying to have some fun. I think if you're Notre Dame, you say, "I Luke, think we
1: could have." I think we'd have Coach no, coach Notre Dame in the playoff.
0: That would be awesome. Um, I think you say, "Luke, the job is yours." If you're, in, you know, obviously Sunday we're going to know if Cincinnati's in the playoff. Cincinnati's in the playoff. You go coach the playoff for Cincinnati and do your double recruiting all right, or do whatever you got to do. I'll never forget. It was 2000. Um, it was, it was the o- Florida, Oklahoma national championship at the orange 2008, Bowl. 2008 season, Tebow versus Sam Bradford. And I got there. It was one of my first on field gigs. And I got to the field. I was there like three hours before kickoff. And it was just after that was when I believe, Fox had the game. Yep. And Dan Mullen, had accepted a job I believe at Mississippi State. Yep. And he sat on the bench in the Rose Bowl and was on the phone for a good hour and a half talking like he knew he had the job and he took care of, you know, calling recruits like it works pretty good if you could call recruits and say where are, where are you? I'm on the sidelines about to coach in the national title yeah. game. It can be done. These guys are tireless workers. They know what they need to do to succeed and I think the timing of it all sucks because of the recruiting and that new early signing period. That that's where it really gets that gets confusing. And I think that's where these guys, the most important thing is is hiring the right guys in that facet. Because that's what you need to get settled as soon as possible. But I, I totally think Luke Fickle could handle the job. Um I do find it fascinating that people outside the Notre Dame tree don't have any problem with going and hiring a Cincinnati head coach again, but the Notre Dame fans feel butt hurt and don't want another Cincinnati head coach just because their coach, that guy just left and gave you 12 years and he's your all time wins, wins leader. Um, so I find it funny that, 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 that would be an issue, but um, I, I do think about Freeman. Um, I, I, I had never heard one bad word about him. No. I just don't know if Notre Dame, do you just ride the lightning knowing what they've done recruiting, uh, keeping that staff intact? Um, I, I think really highly of Tommy Reese. Uh, I, I don't know what, what's in store for him, uh, but do you ride the lightning and keep those coroners make marks the head coach? Like, I don't know. I don't know how that works, uh, but I would think Fickle would be the first call.
1: Yeah, I, I would think so too. And, Matt Campbell, I would guess, would probably be the second if indeed you're not going to hire. Notre Dame does not usually hire uh, guys who have not been head coaches. I mean, with Bob David, Bob David, they hired that. And and, uh, that was very mixed. Mm -hmm. So
0: I just think about Bob David. If any other Notre Dame coach was the coach of Notre Dame against Oregon State that night in the Fiesta Bowl. They didn't. Mm. They weren't going to win that one either.
1: No, no, it, it didn't matter.
0: <laughs> um, all right. Let's get to the Big Mike Happy recap. Big Mike Happy recap. All right. Officially, I'm going to go. I'm definitely taking Louisiana plus the three. I'm taking Iowa plus the ten and a half. I will take the Roadrunners plus two. Uh, for anything more, check the column. you getting uh, two and a
1: half, by the way, bro.
0: Two and a half roadrunners? Two and a half. Oh, we'll buy that to three for sure. Um, yeah, so buy UTSA plus three. Uh, Iowa plus the ten and a half. Louisiana plus the three. Uh, possibly could be looking at USC plus the four. And Oregon plus the three. And Baylor uh, plus the five and a half. So, oh, you know what? What? Over in the Cincinnati Houston game, that's 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 in for
1: over fifty three and a half for yes. you.
0: That's me, you sir.
1: Roadrunners plus two and a half. Cajuns plus three, three and three in a few, three in a few spots. So we didn't even have to buy it there. Um, so we, we can get it. We can get a true three. Mm-hmm. Bearcats minus ten and a half. Um, Michigan minus 10.5, Iowa team total under, Mm -hmm. and Utah State plus six. All right.
0: Very good. Good luck to all you. We will probably take next week off and get you set for – Schwenk, what do we say? We'll tape a bowl preview on the 15th? Yeah, I think so. It
1: better better be the 15th because the the 16th, I'm going to be gone.
0: (laughs) Yeah, you are. (laughs) Yes, you are. All right. So
1: now we could probably do another, another, uh, we do like an early, early bowls and kind of a general, whatever potpourri conversation. And then maybe the following week or like the 29th or something, we can kind of yeah circle back and focus in on.
0: We could get something done.
1: Some other games.
0: Very good. Um, obviously the biggest thing with bowls is going to be these opt-outs because it's going to be few and far between. I feel. Right. And I,
1: um, I, and I, and I think that's probably the way for us to go. I'm having an on-air conversation about our workflow, but but, but I think people are interested. I, I think I think the best thing for like our, our column on ESPN.com, I kind of think it's a thing where we just kind of update it daily yeah. as we go along and just fire it into Behrman and just Behrman can, can as as a, as a buddy of mine said, you'll get what you get when you get it. And I think that's what Behrman's gonna have to deal with. You'll get what you get when you get it. If we got to play on a game, the morning of a game, we'll send it in. And you post it. Do your job, just like Bill Dollar in the
0: Patriots. There we go. Speaking of my NFL lock of the year, Buffalo Monday Night. I have a
1: I have a Bills division bet, so I um I'm hoping for that. That, they, that
0: would be very Patriots that would, cannot keep covering at this clip.
1: That that, that would be very well. You, you know what's so funny about how like what what a crappy college football season I'm having, like. I'm in one of these super contest type, type deals. Like I'm 38 and 22 in the NFL, which is like the sport that I don't even follow. So it's like, I'm having a terrible college football year. And and then I'm like right in the mix of uh, this football, the the, the NFL pool. So it's just bizarre how when, 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 when things are down a little silver lining in what's been a, uh, a down year for college football.
0: Very good. You brought up uh, the NFLs so that's why I just... I to know. It. I know. I just couldn't help myself. Uh, no, we're not doing an NFL weekly podcast. No, we're not. I don't no, look at not. it until Sundays, unless... Something
1: no, no. exactly. When I have to make my picks on Saturday, that's what I do. What, what do we got this week? We, ooh, we got a lot of road favorites, it looks like, don't we? Yeah.
0: All right. Road shock. All right. As you look at that, go Jets. Take us away.
1: Had the Jets last week. That was a lock last week. Absolute lock that they were going to win that game. We'll see what happens. Maybe get Gardner Mintry this week, right for the Eagles?
2: Yeah,
1: that, that's a massive stay away game. Yuck. Probably find myself on the Cowboys though. We'll see. Less you bet, more you lose when you win. You can listen or follow the Stanford Steve and the bear podcast, wherever you listen to podcasts. Plus don't miss more from Stanford Steve on ESPN sports center with Scott van Pelt and check out the bear on college game day on ESPN. 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing your relationships, your skills, your customer base? How about businesses on Shopify? Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every
2: stage of your business.